Hello, everyone. This is Sonata Allison, and you're listening to episode 25 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Parallel. So we will be talking about what it actually means to be a helpmate today. Um, I just want to outline, if you are in a relationship, you both should be helpmates, Okay. I don't know why anyone would really choose someone to be in a relationship that doesn't help them in any way, shape, or form. So a man should be a helpmate, a woman should be a helpmate, but I just wanted to uh, do this episode because I think being a helpmate has such a negative connotation to it because I think just humans want to be upfront and lead for whatever reason. Um, It's just in us, Um, but realizing that, you know, you can lead and be a helper and a lot of what you um, admire in people is actually because they are helpers and they help help you or have helped you in some way. So, um, yeah, I hope this episode helps you be more confident and just desire to be a helpmate um, as the Lord has called us to be. So let's get right into it. Alrighty, so the first question I want to pose is, why are women so opposed to submission and being considered a helpmate? So you think to yourself, do I, is that something I don't like? Do I um, push back against submission, being considered a helpmate? Um, Does that word helpmate make me cringe or like throw it to the wayside and say, ooh, I'm a boss babe or whatever you guys are saying these days? Um... I'd say it's because we live in a flawed world, you know, this is why we, you know, I always say this to you guys, we live in a flawed world uh, where we have seen men take advantage of their positions as quote unquote leaders. And instead of leading well, they've let the power and control get to their head to the point where they abuse the relationship that they're supposed to be stewarding. Um, And in turn, women then reject the beauty of being a helper and choose singleness or Um, to run their relationships. And I'll tell you right now, you can smell the dysfunction in relationships like that when the woman is leading. Um, But honestly, I think if we have the correct view of being a helpmate, we'll realize that it's actually something we've enjoyed all along. Um, I would say that the beautiful thing about how God made us is we are people who find our purpose, not in seeking to please ourselves, but having a life that serves others. Like, think about it. Um, what do you do for work? Are you the main consumer, the main customer, or do you help anyone? Um, now think about your dream job. Is this a job only self-seeking or does it make a person's life better in any way? See, the Lord has built the desire to be a helpmate within each of us. And I want to talk about the beauty in that because we all desire to help. So um, it's not something we should push back against when in reality that's the best label for a lot of us to hold and it's actually a um, honorable one to hold so um, our desire is to help our ability to help as humans existed before the fall so it shows you that helping others was in the original design Um, Adam was called to name the birds and the livestock and the beasts of the field he was also called to work the field and I'm not saying that God needed help from Adam okay because God don't need any of us he doesn't need anything from us we can't even give him anything that he already he doesn't already have 
Um, but Adam helped do those things. He did do that with God. So why would God say that man should not be alone? I'll send a helpmate for him. And this part gets a little dicey, as you guys may already know. When you go back to the Hebrew translation, when the Bible is saying the man, like it does in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, it's referring to mankind, not act, the actual man. So as it reads, let us make man in our image and clarifies that man is mankind in these verses. Um, and I think and I, the NIV version does a good job of translating because verse 27 says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Um, and in some translations, it says in the image of God, he created him. And you can probably just imagine how some men have ran with that um, and just made it seem like, oh, God are made in man, men are made in God's image. But because God is smart and he knows we need things clear, clearly stated to avoid perversion of the verses, it goes on to say, male and female, he created them. So we are both as male and female, a representation of Christ's image together, not just men, us together. So um, sometimes things get literally lost in translation in the Bible. Um, and it doesn't help that the word Adam means different things when the sentence is written differently. So sometimes the man can be plural in um, as in humans and sometimes it refers to Adam, the literal man portion of mankind. Hopefully that made sense. Maybe you just like need to go back and listen to that again. But so when the Hebrew is saying man should not be alone, it is actually saying Adam as in man. It's referring to mankind. So it's saying man should not be alone as in humans. Human beings should not be alone. Um, and I think some women harp too heavily on the belief that literal men can't be alone and then they develop like this ego thing um but then that kind of ends up degrading man's capabilities and intelligence so i think some of y'all need to stop doing it leave leave the men alone okay what it's saying is man as in humans do not need to be alone so women should not be alone and men should not be alone um the distinction that the bible does make um is that Everything else was made from the ground. There were beasts in the field and birds and trees and rivers, but there was no one like man or mankind. There was only one human, which was Adam. <laughs> um, there was no one to help him because there was no one like him. And now um, I'm kind of realizing that maybe we won't be able to talk to animals when Jesus does come back. And that's kind of sad because I was really looking forward to that. But anyways, this woman is made from this man and it's literally from his ribs. So it's clarifying. There is nothing else in creation that is like this man that was created until God created woe man from the rib of Adam. <laughs> that rhymed. Um, so the man portion of mankind. And Adam, the man portion of mankind says... This is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She would be called woman because she was taken out of man. So we are out of the theological woods now. There is a distinct understanding of man and woman. And I think the next verse is interesting. 
Um, yes, the woman is taken from the man and this causes a, a lot of men to boast. But verse 24 says, therefore, a man, meaning literal man, not humans, man should leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. So I think that's so interesting because you think like it, it's saying um, the woman is made from man. So you would think like, oh, the woman should leave her parents to be with her with the man. But it says man should do so. Um, but I think it emphasizes uh, the woman's role in a man's life. Now, parents are your ultimate helpmate throughout your formative years. They you couldn't you really couldn't get where you're at unless your guardians or parents helped you get to where you're at. Right. So. Um, three or formative years, they are your main helpmates. But then you go and you cling to your wife, clinging to each other as helpmates becoming one flesh, which is beautiful, but also really interesting that I would say men should go and cling to their wives. Um, and y'all know I know this it, words. Y'all know I love this part. Verse 25 says, and the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. A men and that has been pointing the perfect design but also foreshadowing what happens after the fall you know at one point being naked and fully who you are was just fine you know just be naked unashamed but then the fall happens and now they're like oh shoot is that what what is that there <laughs> so I hope you already see the role as helpmate with more significance um you're not an aspiring lead vocalist who envies and burns holes in the back of the Beyonce's of the world's heads. Um, you're actually standing side by side with men. Each of you have different roles um, as a man and a woman, but um, men lead, but men also are called to love like Christ loved the church. And I think a lot of women downplay that part. It's just like, oh yeah, whatever, but women are called to submit, so why? But do you really understand what Jesus Christ did? <laughs> Um, if you listen to last week's episode, Jesus literally laid down his life for the church. And that's not a small thing. We wouldn't be where we're at right now. It's literally the reason you and me sit here in peace, knowing we still, we get to spend eternity in the hands of a, a loving God. Um, so don't be so bitter that you don't understand that men are called to sacrifice for their wives and sanctify her and teach her to walk with Christ. It's not easy to lead in this way. And I think it's even more important to build a man up and comfort him. And also, um, it's why I'm completely fine with submitting because your girl don't need that on my back. I don't need that. You know what I'm saying? He will have to answer to the Lord for his ability to love in these ways. And I know some of you don't want to submit because a lot of these men are not worth submitting to and don't know how to lead. And you are completely right for not submitting to that kind of man. But in 1 Peter 3, 7, it calls men to live with their wives in an understanding way, showing honor to them as the weaker vessel. And I, I need you to focus. Don't don't listen to the last part and then dismiss everything else I said. Um, men are literally built stronger than women. Don't be mad because that's literally what you are attracted to. Right. <laughs> um, but it goes on to say, since they are heirs with you in the grace of life. Reminding men that we are joint heirs of the kingdom, not to be put down or pushed beside or behind. Um, it also shows that the way you treat your wife can affect your prayers at even being heard. Um, Genesis 2.18 lays out that women, um, that a woman fit for him 
can also mean corresponding. So it shouldn't be someone you're putting behind you or, or degrading. Um, so that also lends to the reality that men need to be willing to listen as well. Um, why would God say someone is fit to help you, but also call you to never listen to the help? Do you see what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense. Um, so we need to choose men who are willing to listen and learn from us. That is not uh, against the Bible. Choosing a man who is arrogant is not what God wants you to do. A man listening to you is still him leading because you are a helpmate and you guys can all, you are on the same journey together. Um, so you don't want an arrogant man, a man who doesn't seek to understand. Um, you want a man who understands your, your actual role as a, a joint heir. That doesn't mean anyone being, you're not being put behind the man. He understands truly what God is calling him to do. So the Bible is clear about how a man should lead. Um, so choose a good one, sweetheart. And don't let fear make you a control freak in your relationships. Um, so I know I want to ask this. Do you think the wise God of the universe just sent a pretty girl down when Adam uh, would ask, like, what should I name this thing? You know, you think he just said, just go be pretty Eve. <laughs> OK, go down there, be pretty. Adam going to ask you some stuff. You don't need to know anything. You know, what I'm saying Adam says, uh, what should I name this? She's like, uh, I guess a giraffe. I don't know. Like, what do you think? And he's like, um, why is this woman even here? He names it a giraffe because he's like, you don't even help me. No. God didn't just put just a helper there just to look cute in the garden, in the garden. Um, imagine how suitable to help and how much trust he had to have placed in Eve being Adam. The woman God placed in the garden to help him um, that after like knowing what God said about the tree of good and evil, he still followed her lead this man trusted her literally with his life okay my man said i know what god said to me but this girl she helps me and i i i love her and i'm not saying that's a good thing right he literally trusted this woman over what god told him he put her over his relationship with god himself um now his fault was trusting her over god's word um but do you know what it means to help like there, I'm going to kind of tell you guys some synonyms for help. Um, it's to aid, to assist, advise, to give guidance. Um, you never go to someone who you know has no knowledge and ask them for help. <laughs> I don't think anyone really does that. That would be like you asking a PE coach about human sexuality. <laughs> you don't see the joke I made there because they did that to us in school. Um, but you do not um, call someone a helper unless they know things, right? And that um, reminds me of episode 22 where we talked about how the Proverbs 31 woman is a wise woman and how, how women is spoken about as a she in Proverbs, as a woman. Um, it's given feminine characteristics. So don't let your flawed understanding of control cause you to miss what a beautiful role it is to help. Um Think of one person that has inspired you the most in your life. Uh, most likely they have helped you in some way. And would you ever look down on their position in your life? Would you ever say like, oh, this person is just a helper? No, you wouldn't do that. So I think uh, 
one of the best helpmates to ever grace, grace this earth was um, the Holy Spirit or was and is the Holy Spirit. And in John 15, 26 through 27, Jesus says, I will send you the helper. Okay, put the capital T, capital H on it. The literal spirit of God, the father himself holds the name of helper. So why be offended by this term? Then in chapter 16, Jesus goes on to say that it is better that he goes away because if he doesn't go away, the helper won't come. And another quick Bible lesson, he's not saying the Bible or the Holy Spirit is better than him because Jesus was fully human as well as fully God. Um, My man couldn't uh, like physically be everywhere. He had to be at one place at one time. And the Holy Spirit literally dwells in each and every single one of us. Um, Also, side note. Um, you want to date someone who can kind of hold their own when you're gone, right? I feel like the perfect example of this is someone who can continue a conversation with your family or friends when you get up and like go to the bathroom. Um, You don't want to be nervous about what they'll say or what they'll do when you leave the room. Um, I feel like people use this test all the time. So you never want to come back from the bathroom to an area where everyone was and you then find your significant other on the couch, on their phone, and everyone else is like outside doing the cha-cha slide or something. It's like, if you don't get your, you know what I'm saying? So you want someone that can hold their own or at least someone that will try. <laughs> and I think the Holy Spirit is a perfect example um, and the best helper. So um, I think it's literally amazing that our best example of what a helper is, is the literal spirit of God, right? Um And Jesus entrusted the Holy Spirit to be with us um, while we are on earth because he couldn't be omnipresent. So what a trustworthy helper that is. Um, And I also want to call attention and address your relationship with the helper, with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've been taking the helper um, like the role lightly in your life. Maybe you've been downplaying the significance of the Holy Spirit. Um, But the Holy Spirit is also called the comforter and the Holy Spirit is called um, to convict you and to help guide you as well. There are beautiful characteristics that women can hold in their husband's lives and their children's lives and their friends lives. But there are also many women in the Bible who exemplify great helpers. Um, Ruth could have easily left her mother-in-law and went back to her city after her husband died, but instead she stayed with her uh, mother-in-law and she helped her and even when she met Boaz she didn't just say hey I'm attractive you're attractive you know what I'm saying let's do this no she went and worked in Boaz's field and she wasn't just picking daisies and, and bending and snapping <laughs> all day okay this woman was out here working hard um, also Mary Magdalene in Luke 8 2 3 it says um, that Mary traveled with Jesus and the disciples and did what she helped She helped support his ministry. So she had a decent amount of money and helped support Jesus's ministry that way. Like imagine someone making fun of you like, ha ha, you're not a disciple, but you get to spend all this time with Jesus. You get healed by him. You get to see his crucifixion, see the burial and be the first person he appears to when he's resurrected from the dead. Like you see what I'm saying? Sometimes I think people are so focused on the label or like being a leader or a disciple or a pastor and miss that 
you know, right where you're at is where you're experiencing all the things that you want to experience, what you're supposed to experience. doesn't matter what label you have. Um, And there are so many other women like Rahab who helped hide the spies so they wouldn't die or Deborah, who was a judge, and they called her a compassionate leader, which is another nod to the characteristic of the Holy Spirit. Um, Also, Priscilla, who helped develop one of the first churches, um, and it goes on and on. So I want to encourage you to never look down um, at your role as a helper in any role, especially in the role of a wife. Um, it's something you should be honored to have and one that you can be confident and courageous to own. At the end of the day, we are called to help male and female, but the roles in marriage are, are literally like any relationship. Someone needs to leave. Someone has to leave. Um, and there are even areas in male and female relationships where the husband will allow the wife to take leadership, like in um, the episode with George um, on what a man should be. Um, George said he's not going to decorate the home. His wife decided that (laughs) and he's completely fine with that because um, his wife has more expertise. So she can help in that way to build a beautiful home. But overall, he's still the head of the household. He's not a dictator, um, um, but the one who has been given the responsibility and the burden to lead his family. Um, And his wife has the honor of helping them get to where they can. And I think that's a beautiful way to say it. Um, I think maybe in the past, the way that men have uh, navigated being the one being submitted to, it looked more like I I do everything and you just sit behind me. But I think true leadership allows, you know, person to be side by side to see where you're going because you are both going in the same direction. So why would he not want you to be able to see and help him navigate? Um. And like I said earlier, being a leader in general is a burden. If any, if you've ever been in a leadership position, it is a lot of work. And every single thing we do on this earth, the Lord calls us to steward it well. So allow your husbands to lead, but also realize like leadership is not easy. So be that comfort, be that helper. Also the accountability that your husband needs. Um, girl, like I love the idea of submission because Leadership is a great responsibility. I love being taken care of, and I'm sure you do too. Um, And that's not all men do, right? But um, our deepest desires as humans is to be safe and to feel seen. Um, And if submission provides that for me, sign me up. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I hope this helped you guys uh, get a better view of the honor it is to be a helpmate. Um, Helps you to build your confidence in your role as a wife. Um, or upcoming role as a wife just understanding that you know in relationships everyone should be helping Um, but I think uh, definitely it's been made obvious in the bible the role of a a compassionate helper has been you know given honorably to the wife in the marriage so I hope this has helped you just be more confident in that area of being a helper and being the kind of woman that a Proverbs 31 woman is Um, so yeah hope this was helpful to you guys uh remember to speak the truth in love and i will speak to you guys next week bye